Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Thoughts with Peaches. This is going to be my summer update episode where I'm going to talk about current events in this dumpster fire that we are calling the summer of 2020. My first episode after my kind of intro was a general overview of what was going on in the world at that time. So I'm just going to do a follow-up and revisit some of those topics and mention some new ones because a lot has happened between then and now. Um, please brace yourself as some of these things may be triggers for some of you. Um, cause some of them regard social issues with the climate between racial discrimination and gender inequality and things of that nature. So just be prepared. If you follow the show already, or you even know me in person, you know, my mouth goes from zero to a hundred very quickly. So just be prepared. All right, let's get into this. Okay, so let's start with the biggest bitch in the room, Miss Corona. She ain't going nowhere. She done paid extra money to extend her Airbnb. And she is fucking with the girls because the girls will not take Miss Corona seriously. We're starting to go into the phases of reopening and getting things in some semblance of social order. And people just can't follow the rules. I'm going back to work part-time and literally have to explain stuff that is all over social media and the news to people. And they want to look at me like I'm stupid. Yes, you have to wear a mask as soon as you come in or anytime you get up from the table. No, you cannot move stuff around because we have to keep the table six feet apart in all directions. Do not argue with me. Do not argue with the staff at any restaurant, store, venue, or anywhere place you go. There's a forcing these regulations because, one, they are for public health and safety for everybody. Two, they will get shut down if you do not follow these guidelines. Three, you spend all day on social media looking at memes and kicking on bullshit when this is posted everywhere. And you want to play stupid when you go out then get upset when somebody calls you out on it. Stay home. Don't, don't go out. Leave, leave that for the people with some damn sense. Stay home. Oh, I don't like wearing a mask. It's uncomfortable, blah, 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 blah. This whole situation is uncomfortable. Being Having a shelter-in-place order or having to quarantine to two weeks because you got this mess is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for everybody. We just have to deal with it as best we can as mature adults and try to move on and get through it. Stop acting like two-year-olds. There's too much other stuff going on for us to have to worry about whether or not you want to wear a mask or if it's uncomfortable and, oh, this is annoying. A whole lot of shit people do is annoying and you deal with it. You deal with your cheating ass boyfriends. That shit's annoying, but you still deal with it. You deal with your trifling family members talking all kinds of reckless garbage about you to your face and you deal with it every holiday. So you're used to dealing with uncomfortable stuff. This is just another one. Get your head out your behind. So let's talk about something a little bit deeper and more serious with the full mobilization of the Black Lives Matter movement in regards to police brutality and the death of black lives in police hands. Now, this has been a conversation for entirely too long and we need a solution. We also need to understand that there is intersectionality that must be addressed. Black people, stop ignoring people who identify as black plus. Stop making us not part of the conversation or making us feel like we have to wait our turn to be addressed, especially when a lot of the violence 
perpetrated against those of us who are black plus are by not only the police and government and militarized entities, but also our own people. Our black trans sisters are being killed and harmed by the police and by our own black men because we are shaming them for living in their truth. When the goal of the Black Lives Matter movement is to stop killing black people for existing and their true authentic selves as being black. And for those of us who identify as black plus, our true authentic self is not just black. It's being black and disabled, being black and having a queer or trans identity. It's being black and having a different religious belief than what is traditionally associated with the black community. You have to represent all of us to get equality for all of us. You can't sit there and say, oh, you're pushing an agenda or you're changing the narrative. No, we're not changing our narrative. We're completing the narrative. It's like giving the Old Testament and not the New Testament of the Bible. You have to give the whole story, all the characters. You have to give the story arc of the whole situation and... There has to be a level of accountability, just like we hold the police accountable for their actions and we want justice and them dealt with. We need to hold ourselves accountable for our actions, not just the violence against our own people, but also the constant avoidance of these conversations. This shit is happening. We see it happening. We can't put this in the back room anymore. It needs to be talked about. Because once we clean up our house, once we clean our windows to look out, we have a clearer picture of the main goal we are going for. We can add more voices into the choir, more warriors to the front line to fight this instead of infighting and questioning whether or not we have a place in the movement. So whatever trauma needs to be unpacked, whatever damage needs to be healed, we need to start doing that so we have a stronger front and stronger feet to stand on. Because the people that we are speaking out against and the people that we are trying to stand up to already know they have more power because we keep dividing ourselves. Imagine if all the others put all the differences aside and spoke in unison against what is appeared to be the majority. They would no longer be the majority. It would not be racism as looking at white people. It would be people with common sense against racists and bigots. The unity is where we will find our strength. And that is what we need to go for. Now, as far as the overall mission and goal of the movement, I said this in a post the other day because um, there was the video in Washington Square Park of the police attacking the protesters on um, Gay Pride Day. You go into law enforcement or any position of authority, if you can't deal with people challenging your authority, you don't need to be doing it. And you constantly hear these officers say they felt threatened, their life was threatened, and et cetera, and so forth. The majority... And by majority, I mean the strong majority of these incidents involve people who were unarmed. And you, as an officer of the law, have some sort of training 
in um, self-defense and non-lethal combat. So you should be able to handle those situations without having to draw your gun. You draw your gun as a matter of an intimidation factor to simplify the process so you don't have to fulfill the full requirements of your job. You're cheating. You're using an easy way out. You need to do better if you're going to take on that position or go work in a call center somewhere or go like farm or clean up a park or something. Because you're not, you're not it. You're not what we need. You're hearing all these conversations about abolish the police and defund the police departments and things like that. Guess what? The wording sounds aggressive, but it's no more aggressive than the actions of law enforcement. Defunding does not mean completely get rid of it as, a, as opposed to the abolishment, which is problematic in its own way. It needs to be restructured and reconcept did to what it means to be of a law enforcement capacity. But the re the restructuring is definitely an issue because so much funding goes into the police department, which is unnecessary because they don't need all of that for regular policing. Yes. Specialty divisions, as far as anti-terrorism, special victims and things like that do need certain things, but regular policing does not need all that money. Put it into education, put it into public works, put it into um, public health and safety put it into homeless care and mental health needs for all these cities around the country and give them better training, give them the tools they need. So their immediate instinct in a situation is not to reach for a gun or a taser. Teach them non-physical conflict resolution and push that to the forefront of the conversations with how they enforce things that would hopefully eliminate some of these deadly interactions. It may not get rid of all of them because then you get to the individual ideologies and preferences and beliefs of certain officers, which you've seen an uptick in seeing a lot of them involved in racist groups on social media and conversations that are recorded where they're saying very hateful, racist, um, problematic, threatening things about minorities, but we have to start somewhere. Because as is constantly being posted on social media, Black Lives Matter is nothing new. It's just that we have to say it louder because people aren't listening. Now, to piggyback off the Black Lives Matter movement, let's talk about um, white people and non-black allies and what you are doing or should be doing or can be doing to help the cause. Painting... Things on the street, changing packaging on products or singing, lift every voice and sing when the football season starts and stuff. It's all cute, but it's superficial. It's not getting to the root of the issues. And even if it's not on a grand scale, there are small things you can and should be doing within your own circle they can help push these um, measures and things that need to happen along. For example, are you checking your friends when they make racially insensitive comments or racist jokes or behave in ways that are racially biased or motivated? Are you checking your friends when they address someone using inappropriate terminologies regarding their gender expression, sexuality, etc. and so forth. Are you 
on social media reading things and giving people passes on saying things and giving excuses like, well, that's just who they are or it's none of my business. Are you participating in the conversation from a place of allyship or from a place of complicity? It, it's cute. It's nice that you're trying to do all these things that are visible. All the people saying, oh, I'm taking myself out of this particular role in this cartoon because it's a person of color and it should be played by a person of color. And all those things are cute and lovely. But what is that doing for the bigger issue? How is a black man doing voices on the Cleveland show going to stop police brutality? How is switching out a statue of Christopher Columbus for a statue of Martha P. Johnson going to stop trans women from being killed and brutalized by the police. Think about it beyond just the grand gestures and performative things. What are you doing to help the greater cause? What is the big picture in game result of your actions? Because other than that, if you put, Lipstick on a pig is still a pig. If you try to say, oh, well, it's a start. Yes, it's a start, but what comes next? What are you doing after that? What are you doing after that? What are you doing after that? It's an ongoing process that keeps going. So do you have a long game plan of just doing something to kind of pacify and shut people up for the moment in the hopes of getting thing everything back to normal and the status quo and getting everybody to the point where they kind of just let stuff be and go about their day. Because I can honestly tell you right now from the looks of how things are going, we're never going to get to that point. People are not going to go back to being quiet and letting things rock like they used to because they can't. People have had three months sitting at home with nothing to do but have these things inundate their timelines and news feeds. So it's now embedded into the frontal part of their brain that these issues exist and shit needs to be done. And if you are a person in a position of which things can be done, people are going to hold you accountable for that. Okay, now let's talk business for a moment as far as work and reopening procedures and things like that. First of all, folks, um, do your own research and learn the regulations for whatever industry you're working in. If you are called back in or decide to go back to working because you want to do your best to take care of yourself and others around you. When you're commuting to and from work, especially if you take public transportation, please adhere to the guidelines. I understand it's a headache, but do what you need to do to be safe and Make sure others are safe as well. But with that being said, you can only control you. So all those folks on the train that are arguing and yelling at people saying you need to wear your mask, please shut the fuck up. You're causing drama and issues. The train has to stop because you get in a fight with somebody. I'm going to be pissed off because I'm already annoyed because I have to wear this mask for 45 minutes on the train. And now you're delaying the process even further. Um, Make smart decisions financially as far as whether or not immediately going back to work at whatever capacity works for you. I know with the additional benefits of unemployment, some people are taking advantage in a positive way of getting a head start on things that they were behind on and stuff like that previously. So if you need to do that a little bit longer, please talk to your employer and figure out some happy medium so that you can maintain that as best you can. 
there's a lot of talks about another stimulus check coming and extending the um, pandemic benefits and things like that. I feel this is very important, especially given the industry that I work in, dealing with a lot of tipped employees and independent contractors and stuff. This is going to be huge, not only for people to live and get their things together, but also just for the strength of the economy as we're rolling back into it. People will have money to put into these businesses that are reopening. People will have a head start as far as making sure their transportation situation, be it their own personal vehicle or public transportation um, funds are available. And it gives everybody some mobility to try to deal with what is becoming the new normal, especially since now we have to invest in personal protective equipment just to commute or engage with people in public. Um, there's a lot of that goes into this. And what we need to understand is, especially when it comes to our elected officials, we can't politicize this as this side of the aisle and that side of the aisle. We have to do what's best overall for everybody. And that goes beyond conservative and liberal points of views and Republican and Democrat and everything like that. It's what's best for the country's longevity and reintegration into society. Because right now we are looking like the bastard stepchild of the world. Folks ain't letting us come over there and they're closing their borders and people don't know what to do with themselves. Now, speaking of closing borders and traveling and stuff like that, those of you in states that have had spikes in Corona, please get your shit together because you're fucking it up for the rest of us. Especially working in an industry that relies on a lot of travel and tourism, you're fucking us over because people that would normally travel to our state to spend money cannot come here unless they are willing to do another 14-day quarantine before they are allowed to be out in public. So now you have to have staff to track and train and deal with those people. Then those people have to pay additional money into accommodations that are safe and prospective and secure for quarantining. Then whatever is left, they have to spend at respectable businesses and hospitality environments, which then puts them in a nasty mood because they've been locked up for two weeks and then fucks up the whole system. So please stop being selfish and think about the bigger picture with what you're doing as we go into the reintegration into what is going to be the new normal of our life moving forward for the time being. Okay, so another point is all the positive thinking and positive affirmations that we came up with during quarantine because we didn't know heads or tails of what was going on or what we were going to do next. Please don't lose that positive energy as we start to get things back together and in order because we need a lot more of that. There needs to be a lot more self-reflection, self-love, and self-care in our regular lives. And if all of this time away from everybody and everything has taught us anything, it really is beneficial. It doesn't hurt to take some more time for ourselves and to do more for ourselves and be there for ourselves in these tough times. And even when times aren't tough, it's just healthy to know that we have our own back because we shouldn't have to wait till the world is on fire to meditate, eat better, clean our apartments, do some exercise, deal with past trauma and things that we need to unpack, and make sure we're living the best possible life we can live. It's not something that should be circumstantial, should be integrated into every part of our life. Another thing I want to talk about is all the people taking this time to travel and go to places and things like that. Please do so mindfully. 
as we are still amidst a pandemic and a lot of things going on, places are not open to their full capacity and things of that nature. And you still have to come back home at some point. Also, you need to watch your finances because unemployment will only go but so far. And a lot of us, a lot of people I see going around and traveling aren't necessarily working because of the nature of us working hospitality and nightlife and all of that being on hold and stuff like that. So please just be careful and be conscious of what you're doing, the decisions you're making, so that you don't end up stuck behind the eight ball when everything gets resettled and we're starting to get our lives back together because we need to do so in the quickest, most efficient way possible so that we can all do what we need to do to get the world back on track and moving where we need it to go. Um, This is going to be the end of it. I know this is a very, very short episode. I'm not doing a peach pick because it was pretty much just one big rant about where we are in the world today. But please, everybody... Be safe. Take care of each other. Learn the power of minding your own business. If someone's not hurting you, leave them the fuck alone. Have a good night.